brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Oh. Standing Ground is a production of Leahy Media. Breaking news, a landmark decision involving former President Donald Trump. The Colorado Supreme Court has ruled Trump is ineligible to run for president in 2024 under the 14th Amendment. Mm. The court is citing the so-called insurrection clause in the Constitution because of the role they believe Trump played on January 6th. Colorado's Secretary of State is now ordered to exclude Trump's name from the state's Republican presidential primary ballot. The historic decision now sets up a major battle before the nation's highest court. Okay, so the acts of desperation continue uh, to make sure, as Liz Cheney says, that Donald Trump doesn't get anywhere near the Oval Office. Well, um, this particular story, when when it broke, of course, everyone was breaking in. It's a bombshell. It's huge. This is the end. This could shock. This could shake up the whole Trump campaign. Now, in in my humble opinion, that most likely within the next, uh, probably after the new year, the Supreme Court's going to take the case. And they're going to uh, reverse it on a writ. They're going to reverse and say, no, uh, no, you didn't. You, you don't you don't show uh, your, your legal reasoning. Your ratio to Sendai is faulty. It doesn't make any sense. Apart from the back fact that there are what are they four, th- uh, five judges? Maybe. Yeah. OK. Five judges. I think it was uh, maybe four to one, whatever. Um, those in the majority, you know, uh, well, what are they uh, They're um, Well, they're they're douchebags, really. You know, I don't like that word. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, well, anyway, not notwithstanding, th- this is this is the billboard. This is the big story today. But we do have other things to get into. But quickly, an apology to you. Um, I was away uh, pretty much most of last week. I was in Tennessee, and I've got some actually interesting stories. But uh, airport stories for you. <laughs> oh boy. But anyway, the um, I when I returned, I returned on Saturday, and on. Uh, Sunday morning at about 8.30, um, I began to, sorry, a Monday morning, whatever it was, Monday, I, I, I lost power. I, 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 didn't, I didn't have power of a Monday through really Tuesday, a half hour before filing time, so I could never get a show in. So anyway, I'm back. I apologize. But we've got a lot of material. We've got a lot of catch up. We've got 
Michelle Wu, the mayor of Boston, the racist mayor of Boston, we have uh, 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 a, a gay sex romp, a gay sex romp in a Senate hearing room, and the individual who's now been fired is playing the victim game. Well, there's a that's a big surprise, amongst other things. All right, I'm Jeremy Lee. This is Jenny Ground. This is Mojo Fiber Radio, about 10 o'clock on the East Coast, 7 on the West, with you up until the 11 o'clock hour. Let's get the show on the road. The court is citing the so-called insurrection clause in the Constitution because of the role they believe Trump played on January 6th. Colorado's Secretary of State is now ordered to exclude Trump's name from the state's Republican presidential primary ballot. The historic decision now sets up a major battle before the nation's highest court. with Jeremy Leahy. Welcome to the readout. And we begin tonight with major breaking news, a bombshell ruling from the Colorado Supreme Court in just the last hour states that Donald Trump is disqualified from holding the office of president (laughs) and from appearing on the Republican primary ballot in that state. In a more than 200-page ruling, Uh the court found that Trump is ineligible for the Mm. White House under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. The court found that the district court was correct in its early ruling, calling the January 6th attack on the Capitol an insurrection, Mm. and that Trump, quote, engaged in that insurrection through his personal actions. The court noted, we do not reach these conclusions lightly. Oh, we are sure you mindful don't. Sure of the magnitude don't. and weight of the questions oh, sure now before us. We are likewise mindful of our solemn duty to apply the law without fear or favor oh, and without being swayed by public reaction to the decisions that the law mandates we reach. Okay, once again, welcome to the program. Okay, here's what's going on. It's plain and simple, really, is the uh, the Colorado Supreme Court doesn't like Donald Trump, and the Colorado Supreme Court has decided to remove him from the ballot, uh, stating that the clause in the 14th Amendment that disallows someone who to run for president who took part in or engaged in an insurrection. Well, here's the problem. And this is what the court is going to be faced with. And that is the simple question. Did Donald Trump engage in an insurrection? Did he plot to, uh, to de- did he plot an insurrection amongst, uh, did he have co-conspirators? Was he involved in it? The answer is no, or he has not been charged with such and he has neither been convicted of. This is just like this is like another raid. This is another raid at Mar-a-Lago. This is another lawsuit. This is another attempt to get this guy and they don't learn their lesson. Right. The best predictor of the future is the past. Every time he gets whack with stuff like this, his numbers go up. 
And my understanding is that the sun, sunrise sunset polling, since this story broke, has already shown that his numbers have increased more. All you're all they're doing is empowering him, knowing full well, and I believe highly would think they wouldn't, is that this particular court, the dynamic and the way that it's made up, they're going to see through the bullshit and they're going to reverse the decision. Uh, there may be some that will be holdouts and say, no, it's okay, it's constitutional. Uh, but no, Donald Trump was never has never been charged with insurrection, like I said, or convicted, so it's absolutely ridiculous. Now, as the story was breaking, when I was uh, sifting through to get some audio for today's program, uh, Rachel Maddow, who I don't like to play too much of her every so often, but she's entertaining in the sense that she's smart but annoying. Uh, she did a she did a, a phone in to Joy Reid's program. Um, a, a, another racist, Joy Reid, who uh, w- went on the air and had her on. Now, R- Rachel Maddow had sort of a sort of an in, a, an interesting take. I thought when she towards the end of it, you obviously she's a Trump hater. You can hear that any anytime she opens her mouth. But she said something at the end here that I think you'll find interesting. Listen to this. I mean, uh, listen, I, I think in the in the broad strokes, in terms of our democracy, there are very few magic wands. <laughs> there are there are very few sort of, um, you know, magic spells that you cast uh-huh. that um, make a make a complex and difficult problem go away. That just it just doesn't happen very often in our political system. And I think that we shouldn't be under any illusions um, about the, the character and the partisan inclinations among other things, of of this current Supreme Court as it is constituted. That said, yeah. it is not. It is this is not a crazy thing for a democracy to do. This is um, <laughs> this is this is something that was a hallmark of post-war Germany uh, after World War II. This is something that happened to Jair Bolsonaro in Brazil quite recently. This is something that our own uh-huh. Congress did in 1868 after our own civil war, specifically to preclude anybody from holding office in this country who had engaged in insurrection against this country. And so it's it's not unheard of, but it's. It would it would be an incredible wild card. It is. It it, it it is a wild card. No, I think what she means by that is that this whole thing is really open to interpretation. And all those other previous cases that she cited were far more serious situations. Um, I, I mean, there's no point in me getting and relitigating what happened on January 6th. But in a nutshell, no, he did not commit incitement. And no, he did not commit an insurrection. He did not. Did he make mistakes that day? Yeah, he did. But mistakes are not always illegal. He did not break the law. So, um, nice try, Colorado, but I don't think this will hold. This is going to pass constitutional muster. It's not going to hold water. It's not going to happen. All right. I'm Jeremy Lake. This is Standing Ground. This is Mojo Fiverr Radio. My email, standingground1776 at gmail.com, standingground1776 at gmail.com. It is Wednesday, uh, December 20th, five days before the big day, before Santa comes, right? Um, Merry Christmas, by the way. Merry Christmas. Um Happy, I guess I'll be, I'll be PC, all right? Merry Christmas, happy holidays, happy Hanukkah. Fine with that one. Um, uh, oh, yeah, I, what did I miss? Uh, Kwanzaa Festivus. Oh, and I have come up with one for the transgender, a transgender Christmas. This is mine now, so you know where you heard it. Okay, proper attribution. Uh, the transgender Christmas, I want to say to all the transgender people, 
happy dysphorias. <clears throat> okay, as, as we look at this Colorado decision, and as I said, this, this POB, this pattern of behavior against Trump since, since he left office, ever since the raids and all that, they haven't learned their lesson in the sense that no matter what we do, he just becomes more and more empowered and the guy becomes a bulldozer. And I've often uh, quoted uh, the dirtbag crooked cop that he is, James Comey, but he is correct. And that is, if you really want to make Donald Trump go away, the best thing to do is ignore him because uh, he loves the attention. He loves the press. He loves the challenge. And so do his supporters. So at this stage of the game, even the wake of all these things, the impeachments, the raid at Mar-a-Lago, tackling his um, uh, aides and busting into their homes and arresting them. Oh, by the way, for being in contempt of Congress, I can think of somebody else who's in contempt of Congress right now, which who who's not in handcuffs and his home hasn't been raided. Oh, by the way, just as a sidebar, allow me to digress for one moment. Um, Hunter Biden, as we speak today, is hunkered, huntered. Hunter is hunkered down in the White House. And I think that he's the reason he's at the White House physically, he's he's within the brick and layer of the executive mansion, is because it would be unlikely that the police would come to the White House to arrest him. He was seen getting off Marine One the other day, and the press said he was not on the manifest. So he's in the White House because that sort of protects him somewhat. The FBI is not going to show up and arrest him there. They'll arrest him somewhere else. If... If they arrest him. But it is interesting that all Trump's people who defied subpoenas, they were all arrested. But, you know, he isn't. No. Remember what the Democrats always say. No one is above the law. Okay. Um, Donald Trump a while back, because as morbid as this sounds, it is, is that he said to Uh, He did an interview with Tucker Carlson where Tucker Carlson said, look, they've done everything thus far. The only thing left for them to do is to kill you. Do you remember this? It's 2015 when you got into politics, you know, for real. And then one, uh, it started with protests against you, massive protests, organized protests by the left. And then it moved to impeachment twice. Right. And now indictment. I mean, the next stage is is violence. Is, are you worried that they're going to try and kill you? Why wouldn't they try and kill you, honestly? Uh, they're savage animals. They are people that are sick, really sick. They are. And of course, I don't want anything like that to happen, even though I know many people want that to happen. I don't want anything to happen to Joe Biden. A- assassination is never a good thing for the country of a candidate, of a president. Uh, in years past, we've shown it doesn't really do us any good. But anyway, um, to Tucker Carlson's point, that's where they are right now. They can't. They cannot stop this guy. <laughs> he's the he's the he's the energizer bunny you know what i mean the, the energizer bunny ads if, if you if you look at the numbers right now across the board it, trump is in very good shape to at least get the nomination now winning the election is a whole nother thing but don't forget once you get the nomination you can win the presidency so it all depends on who he's running against and we still don't know whether it's going to be uh joe biden or not so we'll have to wait and see. All right, moving on. When I was in Nashville last week, when I was in Nashville, I was 
is in my hotel room and I was uh, picking upon the bones of the news, as they say. And I came across a story headline out of Boston that says that Mayor Michelle Wu, uh, Mayor Michelle Wu was hosting a party for minority elected officials only. Now, um, before I get into the details of this, I have to say this because I before before I throw her under the bus, I want to compliment her. Um, I don't think that Michelle Wu is dumb per se. I, I, I really don't. Um, she's still relatively young. I think she's only in her mid-30s. And being a guy uh, who suffers from the yellow fever, I will say this. I think she's beautiful. And if I ever bumped into her, this is exactly what I would say. What's happening, hot stuff? Okay, here comes the Anti-Defamation League after me. But anyway, so she has her own way of partying, if you will. Well, baby, me so horny. <laughs> me so horny. Me love you. Love you. Love you. you call it? Yeah, we might party. How much? All right. Okay, all right. Fifteen dollars for both of us. No, it's you fifteen dollars for the Christmas party. (laughs) Me so horny. Okay, all right. Now here we go. This is this this is the story as the press is reporting it. This is uh, courtesy of WCVB in Boston. Tonight, Boston Mayor Michelle Wu is defending a party that she hosted for an affinity group called Electeds of Color after a staff member in her office accidentally sent an email invitation to the full city council. This has been a long-standing tradition. It was my turn to host. It's, it's happened every single year and multiple other parties that everyone has been invited to. So, for example, Monday we're hosting the holiday party that the city hosts every single year and the um, inviting all of the city council, the state legislature, all of our elected officials, along with our cabinet, just to thank everyone and celebrate for the holidays. So there are many, many invitations out there. What's the one thing... Anyone out there who's ever studied any law, even at the most elementary level, and that is before you form an opinion, you have to know what the facts of the case are. What are the facts? The facts are that a staffer sent out an email that was intended only for minorities to see. That was the nefarious part of it. That was the that was the surreptitious part of it. Sneaky, clandestine. Um, that they would see it to get invited to their special minority party, but the people, the whites on the Boston City Council, would not see it. So that was not a that the, the fact that it went to everybody was an accident, but that doesn't change the fact that that was their plan. And now she went ahead with the party. So the issue is not what the issue. The issue of the email is only one scintilla of the story. The story is, is that Michelle Wu, the mayor of Boston, was sponsoring a party that was completely exclusive at taxpayer expense very well. And she may have broken the public accommodation laws in the state. So you're asking, how can Michelle Wu, an Asian woman, be a racist? Of course, everyone can be a racist. Now, um, depending on how you define it, if 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 let's put the the shoe on the other foot's always the easiest part. If the assist whatever I don't know how it's set up, their hierarchy is in the Boston City Council. But say for instance, 
one of the white members of the city council had sent out a surreptitious email to only the white members and said we're having a special party just for the white members at this such at the Parker House or wherever on Beacon Hill. And that story got out. What do you think would happen? And what do you think Michelle Wu would be saying? John Roberts said it best, the chief justice, back way back in the University of Michigan case when he said, not way back recently, in the University of Michigan case, discrimination case, the best way to end racism, though I don't think you're ever going to end it, but the best way, in my opinion, like his, to mollify it is what? Stop practicing racism. If you stop practicing racism, we won't run into these problems. So the party about let's hold hands, let's come together, kumbaya, it's the holiday season. No, we'll have a party for the minorities, and then later on we'll have one for da-da-da. Now, she also said this is a long-standing tradition. I was unaware of that. I was unaware that this has been going on for years. I didn't know about that. Anyway, let's continue with Michelle Wu and what she had to say. I think we've we've had individual conversations with everyone so people understand that it was truly just a an honest mistake that went out in in typing the email field and once again once again is the email mistake or is the plan to have the party for minorities only a mistake? That's the mistake. That's the one that she won't apologize for. Continue. Um, I look forward to celebrating with everyone at the holiday parties that we will have besides this one as well. So um, it is my intention that we can, again, um, be a city that lives our values and create space <laughs> right. for all kinds of oh, communities yeah. to come oh, together. Yeah. Okay. Obviously not. You know, just because you have a party just for your minority group and then say, oh, later on, we're going to have one with them and everybody else. You're doing it. it, It's not a it's not a holiday Christmas party because you're excluding people. Well, a Fox News reporter cornered her getting out of her car. I think she was in Faneuil Hall. She was going to some event and she got out of the car and the Fox reporter went over to her and then whacked her with this one. Well, can I ask you a couple questions? the public accommodations law in Massachusetts? Uh, we did not break any public accommodations law. Do you think that there should be segregated holiday parties in Massachusetts? Will you be holding a, a segregated party for white people in Massachusetts for elected officials? You're celebrating the Sons of Liberty. Would they be invited to this party? Whose idea was the party, Mayor Wu? Whose idea was it? Should it be investigated? Of course, a question that some people may ask is, where did Michelle Wu go to college? <laughs> you guessed it, Harvard. And she is a, she was a student, right, uh, of, you guessed it, Elizabeth Warren. Now, I found this cut, this old cut of, do you remember William Buckley Jr. had a show called The Firing Line where he talked about how he didn't trust Harvard. <laughs> he didn't trust Harvard professors. And th- this is beautiful. It fits right in. Listen to this. Uh, as Franklin Adams once said, I think the, the average American is a little bit above average. Uh, and under the circumstances, uh, I rejoice over the influence of the people uh, over their elected leaders. Since by and large, I think that they show more wisdom than their leaders or than their intellectuals. I've often been quoted as saying I would rather be governed by the first 2,000 people in the Boston Telephone Directory than by the 2,000 people on the faculty of Harvard University. 
I agree. And that interview is from like the early 1970s. He's no longer with us, but posthumously, I want to say to him, hey, Bill, Bill Buckley, you should see Harvard now. You think it's a cesspool back then. Now it's an absolute dump of a cesspool. It's really bad, as we've seen in recent weeks with the president of Harvard and, uh, well, another racist that's getting off the hook. Okay. Okay, up against the clock. When I return, uh, yes, uh, a delecti in a Senate hearing room, uh, airports, among other things in the news that are going on, we will get to upon my return. This has been a long-standing tradition. It was my turn to host. It's, it's happened every single year and multiple other parties that everyone has been invited to. So, for example, Monday we're hosting the holiday party that the city hosts every single year and the um, inviting all of the city council, the state legislature, all of our elected officials, along with our cabinet, just to thank everyone and celebrate for the holidays. So there are many, many invitations out there. I think we've we've had individual conversations with everyone so people understand that it was truly just a an honest mistake that went out in in typing the email field and um, I look forward to celebrating with everyone at the holiday parties that we will have besides this one as well so um, it is my intention that we can again um, be a city that lives our values and create space for all kinds of communities to come together outgrown your health insurance plan or just not happy with what you're paying for the number one reason we all change our health insurance is price are you paying too much for your health insurance would you like to have better coverage at a better rate or at little or no cost to you your life needs are always changing but have you done anything to improve your health insurance for you and your family health insurance laws and coverage are always changing and getting better it's impossible to do all the research yourself but now it's all done for you for free so regardless of your age or medical condition take a few minutes right now and find out if you can save money or even qualify for zero cost health insurance in your state call now paid for by cheaper health insurance 800-940-5165 800-940-5165 800-940-5165 that's 800-940-5165 
Why have thousands of aspiring authors teamed up with Christian Faith Publishing to publish their book? Because Christian Faith Publishing is an author-friendly publisher who understands that your labor is more than just a book. We provide authors freedom and flexibility throughout the publishing process, professional book editing, award-winning design, and some of the highest royalty structures in the publishing industry. And as always, you will retain 100% of the rights to your book. I was looking to find a company that I could trust, one that assisted in the editing process completely. The most important qualities that I was looking for was a publisher who was honest and upfront. No hidden costs or fees and owning the rights to my own work. Christian Faith Publishing will publish, market, and sell your books in all major bookstores, online booksellers, as well as specialty Christian bookstores. Call for your free author submission kit. 800 978-4812. 800-978-4812. 800-978-4812. 800-978-4812. That's 800-978-4812. You're listening to Standing Ground with Jeremy Leahy. You're insincere. You're vulgar. You're inappropriate. You're obnoxious. securely in an overhead bin and place smaller items completely under the seat in front of you. Keep the aisles, exits, and bulkhead areas clear. If you lose an electronic device in your seat, do not adjust your seat and ask a crew member for help. As we leave the gate, fasten your seatbelt by inserting the metal tip into the buckle and adjusting the strap so it's low and tight across your lap. To release, lift the top of the buckle. Stay seated with your seatbelt fastened when the seatbelt sign is on. And keep it fastened whenever you're seated in case of sudden rough air. stage of my life right now where I I hate going to the airport. I I was traveling down to visit some friends in Nashville and the, the, the flight is actually the easy part. It's getting onto the plane that is an absolute pig screw. But anyway, there 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 is a silver lining to this story and I'm gonna uh, elaborate here in a moment. Okay. Okay, welcome back to the program. I'm Jeremy Lay. This is Mojo Fiber Radio. My email is standingground1776 gmail.com. Standingground1776 at gmail.com with you up until the 11 o'clock hour. I am, I, I was just, uh, I just got back from a trip. I had a short hop. I went down to uh, Nashville, Tennessee to visit some friends, some dear friends. And we stayed at uh, this very nice re- resort right in Opryland. It was absolutely beautiful. Well, anyway, as I as I went as I went to the airport here in here in Boston, there's an interesting dichotomy. I got to tell you, there's a, but 
the the check-in process and everything like that. Now, Boston is a major hub, so I do understand it gets busier and it's more crazy, whatever. But everything's automated. You can very rarely get a person at the counter. They have all this automated stuff, and there's really no customer service anymore when it comes to the airline. Uh, the, the TSA thing, um, I was somebody... Uh, was always raised to, yeah, that when you, it was a privilege to fly. There was a time where you actually got dressed up or you looked nice when you went to the airport, whatever. But nowadays, I sort of understand why people show up in their pajamas. Because when, because when you go through that metal detector and everything and you're probed and everything, who wants to be taken off a tie, a belt, all these shoes? So I had like sweatpants on and sneakers and I, I just made it as simple as possible but notwithstanding um i checked in early i actually had a pleasant experience um well the whole trip was a pleasant experience more on the way back than way down but i have to tell you life is funny when it comes to meeting people and i had about an hour and a half uh before i boarded i was flying i was going boston to to nashville so I had a time to go grab, uh, you know, a hot dog and a burger, hot dog and a burger, <laughs> sorry, burger and a beer. <laughs> okay. Hey, it's early. Uh, but anyway, I, I went over and there was this little pub it was nice. You know, it wasn't like a dive. They're, they're nice. They're nice places. And I sat up and I got a beer and I ordered a, uh, a hamburger and this very, very pleasant woman sat up next to me, very attractive. Um, and, we to me starting a conversation is, is is not hard for me but anyway i was kind of given the golden opportunity and of course you, we all see this this is nothing that just comes out of through my lens and from my wheelhouse everybody sees this in life nowadays but as i looked around the the, the bar and she was sitting next to me i looked over and i leaned to her i said did you know do you do you notice anything right now people watching you or anything She's like, no, not, no, not, not really. And I said, okay, no one is talking to each other. Every, everybody's faces are buried in their devices. To which she responded, you're right. <laughs> and she put, God love her, she put her phone down and she said, I'm Chrissy. I said, hi, I'm Jeremy. Nice to meet you. And we had this, we talked for like a half hour. And, um, it was very very nice but the, the, it was the it was sort of the moral of the story is that is there any human verbal discourse anymore are we just going to get in these situations where people go out and they just stare at their phones all the time i've seen people families out to dinner and a mother or a father's with their kids and they're looking at their phones when they're supposed to be spending time with their children now if you're at the bar by yourself and you're going through your phone okay fine but there's people around you you know, starting a conversation is not necessarily a bad idea. All right. Well, the one thing, though, I have to share with you is that on the way back from Nashville to Boston, it's amazing how different the customer service is. I had this one ticket agent. She she was so nice I don't know if it was an actor, and I don't believe it is. I think she's generally a happy person who could have not been more helpful to what I was trying to do. And she went out of her way. This is the kind of customer service I like. And I checked in at the at the counter because I had some bags I wanted to check through, a couple small bags. 
And I said, hey, look, I know I'm in a window, but can you get me into an aisle? She goes, oh, I don't really know, but I'll, I'll see what I can do, da, 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 da. So about a half hour later, uh, I'm sitting, and I'm just sitting there reading, and she walks up to me on a bench, and she hands me the boarding pass. She goes, here, I got you an aisle seat. Now, I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't get that in Boston, okay? It's a different type of hospitality. Up here, we call them mass holes. Not all of them, not all of them, but Logan Airport in Boston is not a pleasant experience for me. It's not. But then again, it's my trip, my flight. I made the decision, right? Uh, They bought their tickets. They knew what they were getting into. Exactly. So there you go. There's my try. I always got a good. I always have a good travel story, but I have to say it was nice to actually meet someone, and I don't know. Maybe met a new friend now. I, I don't know. It, it's it's just I don't know. People talking whatever nowadays. I don't know. It just seems to be passe. Okay, now from airport behavior to behavior on Capitol Hill. Friday, the Daily Caller obtained video of a U.S. Senate employee having anal sex inside a historic Senate Judiciary Committee hearing Uh room. Oh, applause. Thank you. (laughs) Pro-anal sex in the Senate Judiciary Room audience. But we don't have access to the video. Yeah, talk about yielding the floor to the next gentleman. Reserving the balance of my time. (laughs) After the story broke, Democrat Senator Ben Cardin's office released this statement, quote, Aiden Mays Sarakopsky is no longer employed by the U.S. Senate. He's now employed by a male prostitution service out of D.C. Well, good thing his ID badge had a picture of the back of his head. (laughs) Security forces tell Fox News that Capitol Police are taking the matter seriously and charges haven't been ruled out. Now, either this was a rare event or maybe this year's Secret Santa gift exchange got way out of hand. But where else can you get paid to have sex in the workplace with a free colonoscopy? Only in D.C. are the aides so helpful they'll bend over backward and forward for you. I don't even feel dirty. Now, predictably, the ex-staffer responded by claiming that the outrage is homophobia. Quote, I've been attacked for who I love to pursue a political agenda. Ah, ah, there it is. You're 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 going after him because he was gay. All right. Well, here, here's a deal. He's a, he's a he's a victim now. He's the victim. See, it's 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 not. He didn't do anything inappropriate. The people that are criticizing his disgusting, vile behavior. This guy is disgusting, and so is the person who took part in this uh, 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 this video. Now that they've been caught to literally in flagrante delecta on a in a Senate hearing room. Okay, well. That's always been the angle, but you have to ask the question. What if, say, for instance, these were two heterosexuals, heterosexual couple from Matt Gates' office who went into a congressional hearing room and did that? It would be calls on Matt Gates to resign. Now, what he's going to do, like Jesse Smollett did, if there are criminal charges pending, because I believe there may be a D.C. law in there somewhere, go find it, guys. Good luck. But there's 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 one in there somewhere is, well, 
he's he's gonna pull he's gonna pull like a Jesse Smollett. He's gonna pull a uh, who else? Well, he's gonna do what they always do. You're only going after me because of my race, because of my sexual orientation, whatever. I don't care what sexual orientation you you are. That was absolutely disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. But anyway. The say-all and end-all, from his point, if you will, is that he is now the victim. He's tied down to this table. Uh He's got these whips and they're all semi-knocking on him. It's like, it's much worse. Well, the point is, it's much worse than smelting blood. Yeah, that's exactly. Is that his number three? Because he's the victim. Their objections were that she was the victim. Oh, that's all right. I mean, if the singer's the victim, it's different. It's not sex. There's a twist on it. It's a twist, and it's yeah. not. We should have thought of that. Yeah. So I mean, if we had all you guys tied up, that probably would have been fine. Um, but it's, it's, it's still a stupid It's such a fine line between stupid and, and clever. Yeah, it's just a little turnabout. Exactly. A little turnabout. So he's playing the gay card. Now. You've seen a lot of things around this. Of course, this 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 breeds and begs for jokes and cartoons and videos and whatever you want to put, you know. And they're showing pictures of him with Joe Biden. Now, I'll blame a lot of things on Joe Biden, but this here is not directly Joe Biden's fault. Joe Biden was not involved in setting up this event, which obviously was set up in film, whatever. But I will say this, even going back to the Obama administration, but more so, more obtuse under the under the Biden umbrella, would be this. Joe Biden's White House has created the atmosphere for this kind of crazy behavior. If you if you looked over that was it over the summer when they had the freak show on the South Lawn and with drag queens and everything like that. And then they released a Christmas video with a bunch of drag queens dancing through the White House, whatever. He's created this atmosphere of anything goes, anything goes. And this young man who did this felt he's probably it's it's inculcated. He's thinking, well, this is okay now. Look at the Biden administration. Look all the whack jobs they've hired. The guy, the guy at the NRC that looked like something out of, like, a Star Trek episode, okay? Total freak. I'll say it. Total freak. Um, apart from being a kleptomaniac. All these, all these, this whole thing about making the entire administration gay and transgender and whatever, and then everything becomes... Oh, we're just going to let it all hang out. Well, I'll tell you right now, that Senate aide, he, 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 t- he, put, he put the cherry on top. He totally let it hang out. And I got to tell you, I watched that, the video of what you can see. A lot of it's blurred out. And I kind of did it with one eye shut because I don't understand it. I mean, I don't understand that lifestyle. But I'm not saying, I'm not saying there's anything, anything personally against them for doing it. It's where they did it I have a problem with. But to be fair, to be fair, the Capitol itself, the the building itself, the rotunda, for years has been a place for um, sex hookups in little crevices and basements and rooms. It's, it's been going on for a long time. What's different, what, I'm not saying that's okay. It's not okay. But I'm saying here, this, these were two individuals that set up 
planned to go in, film themselves having one of them. I don't know the 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 aide. Which one is the pitcher? Which one is the catcher? The catcher is the aide, and then his friend's the pitcher. Okay, is to go in and put on film, um, having his rear end turned into shredded wheat, and then taking the video and posting it and sending it to people, thinking what? It wasn't going to get out? I mean, did he honestly think no one was going to find out about this? So, um, no, it's not It's not, It's not. not a gay issue, though they'll make it that. That'll be his defense. It's unlikely they're going to file criminal charges against this guy. I mean, I, 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 I highly doubt it. They got, they got bigger fish to fry, like keeping Donald Trump off the ballot. All right, I'm Jeremy Lee. This is Standing Ground. This is Mojo Fiverr Radio with you up until the 11 o'clock hour. My email, standingground1776 at gmail.com, standingground1776 at gmail.com. To be clear... Um, like I've often said, it, it, what, what you do in the privacy of your own home, as long as you're not breaking any laws and you're not hurting anybody, I don't care what you do. As long as you're within the bounds of the laws, bounds of the law, and you're not hurting anybody, that's your business. But you don't behave like that in a Senate hearing room. My understanding is that they were at Amy Klobuchar's seat that on the on the committee where she sits, but. Uh, there was a, actually there were some pretty funny things <laughs> I saw get out. One was a, a, a it's a t shirt with a guy bent over in front of another guy, and at the top of the shirt says 2024 <clears throat> riding with Biden. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you gotta love it. All right. Speaking of Christmas and the great holiday season, guys, do me a favor. Please go to www.mojo5radio.com backslash shop. That is www.mojo5radio.com backslash shop and get yourself some Mojo goodies today. Hats, cups, t-shirts, the Doc Thompson pillow with all his great advice. One for you, one for yours, one for all your friends, family, dog, cat, goldfish, whatever. Okay, go to www.mojo5radio.com backslash shop. That's www.mojo5radio.com backslash shop and get yourself some Mojo goodies today. All right, quickly, Hunter Biden. Okay, Hunter Biden is no one can no one can debate right now. It's a fact. Hunter Biden is in contempt of Congress. Okay, he's contemptuous. Um, it's like you have been served. And you are to show up to court and you don't show up. Well, they can issue a capius for your arrest because you are in defiance of the court. You're in defiance of Congress. A congressional subpoena is a legal subpoena. We have subpoenaed you. You need to show up. Now, he could have showed up and just pleaded the fifth and said, see you later and walk out. That's fine. But he failed to appear. And then he had that press conference in front of the Capitol where what did he do? Much like the gay guy did with the, that he's the victim and this has all been a part of the right wing going after him. Look, I'm not saying there's not a political angle to it. Of course there is. But Hunter, my friend, the sharks are in the water and you've been throwing in the chum for quite a long time. What a messed up individual. Well, the question is, why hasn't he been arrested? Why? Peter Navarro who we had on this show about eight months ago. Um, Actually, I should have gotten him on the phone. He gave me his cell phone number. Peter Navarro was an advisor to Donald Trump who 
uh, they asked him to turn over his conversations he had with Donald Trump. And he said, no, I can't do that because those are privileged conversations. But uh, please let me know if my attorney, contact my attorney, we can work something else out regarding the subpoena. He's at Reagan National. He was on his way to Tennessee to be on with uh, Mike Huckabee. And he came out of a coffee shop and he got arrested for what? Being in contempt of Congress. Um, Evan, uh, Steve Bannon, same thing, in contempt of a subpoena. Uh, and a few others, I don't remember their names. Okay. We had Roger Stone's door pounded on and also um, Paul Manafort, same thing. But for some reason, Hunter Biden just, just skates by. So when you look at it in totem, right, it's pretty simple. Joe Biden, Merrick Garland knows that he cannot arrest, well, he can, but they cannot arrest Hunter Biden. It just wouldn't look good for Joe Biden. Every, no one, no one, no one is above the law. No one. Yeah, BS. And as I mentioned earlier, we now know that Hunter is literally hunkered down at the White House. It's, that is his, that is his safe space right now is the White House. Because if he's there, it's unlikely that the FBI is going to show up to the White House to arrest him. They would arrest him somewhere else in a restaurant or something like that. But I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you right now, if Hunter Biden is arrested for being in contempt of Congress, I will give Merrick Garland full credit. I will say, good for you. You did it to Peter Navarro. You did it to uh, many others, including Steve Bannon. You've harassed, not harassed, but I guess, with well, they were harassed, but yes, acting in the bounds of the law, you executed, you effectuated a, a proper arrest of those individuals legally, yeah? Well, if you do it for him, I will applaud you, but I, I know you're not going to. I know you're going to leave Hunter Biden alone. Speaking of the Bidens, did you, did you guys happen to see this uh, footage of... Joe Biden coming out of his campaign headquarters in D.C. where this car smashed into a Secret Service SUV. And in the it's very bizarre. Now, my my understanding's always been as far as Secret Service protocol is concerned. They're not going to tell us everything they do. But general Secret Service protocol is that any time there's any type of sound of a explosion or a bang or a crash or anything like that, they they're they're literally they're literally instructed to pick the president up, throw them in the car, and throw him in the car, and just take off. It was very strange because he comes out, you hear the car crash, and then Biden turns and just looks to the left, kind of like any one of us would do, and then the agent kind of looks very casually, and then two other agents come over and say, hey guys, I think it might be a good idea. You know, Well, he didn't know if he said that, but it was kind of looking, it's time to, to move him out. This is not a good idea. I just thought, if if that's the protocol, if the protocol, of course, with Joe Biden, you, you know, picking him up, that could be that could be a problem. I mean, I uh, picking him up, I mean, he's, he's you know, he's so... He's so fragile right now that you don't really <laughs> know what 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 you're gonna what you're gonna get away with. Um, hey, look, where's the Easter Bunny when you need them? Right, remember the Easter Bunny to pull him away. But I watched it and I was just kind of amazed that they didn't they weren't more they didn't act more quickly. It just it just seems that overall at this stage of the game with this administration is that 
everything seems to be just out of order, everything across the board, including the Secret Service, you know, if, if, if you will. So anyway, there you have it. Um, all right. So now we're 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 heading we're heading into the uh, Christmas holiday. I will admit. I am a bit of a Grinch. I, I don't I don't really get much out of Christmas. Or I don't get out of Christmas what I used to get out of Christmas. And here it is five days before. And I still don't really have a plan, which to me is fine. Um, I have invitations. I don't know where I'm going to go. I don't know what I don't know what my deal is. Um, but uh, when I was down in just quickly, I was down in uh, I was down in Nashville. Is this resort that I stayed at uh, with my friends? We all hanging out, and they got the lights and everything like that. And you see these kids going on. And look, like I've often said, Christmas is the closest thing that a child gets to a cocaine high. And to me, it's all about them. It, it, it's it's all about letting them have their fun, and the adults can have fun too. But to me. Christmas is really all about just the kids and Santa Claus and all that kind of stuff. I think it's wonderful. I hope you're behaving yourself, you guys, because, you know, all right, okay, he's watching. Um, But in that sense, as I get older, I'd rather see it through their lens as opposed to my own. Okay, I mean, I've got uh, nieces and nephews and every Christmas when they were much younger, when they were much younger, um, I used to love to be around them to see their their eyes, you know, boom, you know, when they when they open a gift and that sort of thing. So it's not that I'm anti Christmas. I'm not. I'm just somebody who doesn't really particularly get into it. And I just woke up today and said, it's in five days. I'm like, yeah, you know, I can do the math. All right. With that, um, I'm glad to be back. I am so sorry about the. Well, I'm not going to apologize. Uh, it, it, I we lost power with this uh, this 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 uh, storm we got nor'easter that uh, blew everything all over the place. Two hundred thousand people without power in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. But they got my power uh, back on yesterday, and I I was you, you don't know you don't know what you got until it's gone. And I have to tell you a couple of funny things before. I, <laughs> there were a couple times I said, "Well, you know what." Until the power comes back on, I'll just go upstairs and, well, I'll just, I don't know, watch a movie. Well, I can't do that. I'll just heat something up in the microwave. Well, I can't do that. <laughs> so I had to uh, pull out my propane stove. Okay. Um, with that, I will be back with you tomorrow morning right here at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on Mojo Five O Radio. And, guys... Please feel free to reach out to me. I want to get your opinions on things. Uh, we, we, we covered some heavy stuff today, I know. Standingground1776 at gmail.com. Standingground1776 at gmail.com. Always feel free to reach out. Um, it's important that I hear from you and hear what's on your mind, no matter what your thoughts or your concerns are. I want to hear them. Okay, with that, once again, I'm Jeremy Lee. This is Standing Ground. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Standing Ground has been a production of Leahy Media. Friday, the Daily Caller obtained video of a U.S. Senate employee having anal sex inside a historic Senate Judiciary Committee hearing uh-huh. room. Oh, applause. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Pro-anal sex in the Senate Judiciary Room audience. But we don't have access to the video. Yeah, talk about yielding the floor to the next gentleman.
Now, after the story broke, Democrat Senator Ben Cardin's office released this statement, quote, Aiden Mays Sarakopsky is no longer employed by the U.S. Senate. Well, good thing his ID badge had a picture of the back of his head. <laughs> Security forces tell Fox News that Capitol Police are taking the matter seriously and charges haven't been ruled out. Now, either this was a rare event or maybe this year's Secret Santa gift exchange got way out of hand. But where else can you get paid to have sex in the workplace with a free colonoscopy? Only in D.C. are the aides so helpful they'll bend over backward and forward for you. Okay. I don't even feel dirty. Now, predictably, the ex-staffer responded by claiming that the outrage is homophobia. Quote, I have been attacked for who I love to pursue a political agenda. You can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.